0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at MyPromiseChurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. You are in God's house today with God's people, but I tell you, I'm glad he's here. I feel the presence of the Lord here, and I feel like I said this a few weeks ago, but I I just have this in my spirit, that wherever he goes, he brings everything he has with him. So in his presence, that's why it said, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. That's why it said, in his presence, I can come into his courts, into his courts with praise, because in his court, in the king's court, he has the ability to deliver, to set captives free, to forgive, to grant a blessing. I come into the king's court with praise. Because I have audience with a king. And I think we miss that sometimes and forget. I'm not just, I'm in the presence of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Oh, if you need healing today, there's healing. If you need forgiveness and salvation, it's in abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm so glad that the worship team has led us into the presence of the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, And um, I'm so grateful for that. You know, um, it's a great time to be in the house. If you've been around uh, Promise Church for, um, I guess, at least a year, you would know that we start every year out with this 21-day journey. Typically, we do it on the first Sunday. This year, it was kind of the holiday fell in that first weekend there, so we started on the 9th. But we are on, somebody help me now, what day is it? Day 15. Is that right? Okay. All right. I just i I'm losing track, so day 15. <laughs> Uh, of this 21-day journey. And if you're on this journey with us, I'm so glad that you are. We've been having a tremendous time of prayer every single day here. We've been having, like I'm telling you, almost like a full house on these 6 a.m. prayers. It's been awesome. Um, and, um, and and what it is, if, if you want to join us this week, we start at 6, we get you out right on time at 6.30. There's a short time of worship. Somebody from our church family shares uh, the devotion from the uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting guide that we have in the back. Roger, do they still have them back there? Um, I know we were kind of running low on them. We ordered a bunch of them, but I know they go out quick. If you did not get a 21 days of uh, packet and you'd like one, I'm gonna have uh, Roger in the back there. Maybe go through. If somebody has one, just raise their. Or once one, just raise their hand. We'll get it one to you. And I always love to say in the middle of this, of this, if um, if you haven't started, today's a great day to start. You know, seven days of prayer is better than zero. Uh, and, and if you jumped off, you can jump back in. That's okay. Jump back in. Um, and, uh, and, and I'd love for you to just kind of give this first part of the year to the Lord. How many know when you give the first to the Lord, it's amazing how the rest just is blessed? Amen and it's just a principle I see all throughout scripture. And so I just, I love to, we give the first part of our year to the Lord because I've seen it and, it and it never ceases to amaze me. I always want to be amazed by it. But every single year, it seems like there's a blessing. There's an answered prayer in March and April and September because of the dedicating, uh, the first part of the year to the Lord. So I'd love for you to be a part of it. We got seven days left and next Sunday is, uh, our miracle Sunday service. We've got, um, somebody that's very spe- been very special over the years around here, um, Evangelist Carl McKellar. He's going to be with us for our Miracle Sunday. It's kind of an unscripted service. We've got a few songs in place. Uh, we're just going to let God have his way. So I want you to uh, be in expectation, uh, high expectation for that service. So next Sunday, turn to somebody say, I want to see you next Sunday. And then tell that person, you definitely will. Now, you, you know, you can't lie in church, so you just said you definitely will, so I'm just saying. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been using this theme here from Matthew chapter 5 uh, that said, blessed, it's real small on the screen, but somebody might have better eyes than me. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So that's the promise of Jesus, that when you get your appetite right, you won't be hungry. When you hunger and thirst for righteous things, God will make sure that you are filled, that your hunger is filled, that you are satisfied. And I love that promise, and so we've kind of been using that those two words around here the last, uh, this, these 21 days, hunger filled, hunger filled. I want to. I want to see how many folks have the uh, the hunger filled wristband on. Anybody got this wristband? I'll tell you what. This wristband will save you. Okay. I told the second service last week. I don't think I said the first service, but you know, if you if you forget that you're on this 21 day journey, and you have a piece of pizza in your hand, this wristband will be. There will be the last thing that you see. And I think this wristband can be like the arm of Abraham as it was going down. The angel of the Lord stopped the hand, just like that. And I think, you know, you got cheese bur- and it just boom, right there. So put this wristband on. It'll help you. It'll be a blessing to you. But I want to go to uh, part three of this hunger filled. And uh, I love this passage here. I've actually never preached it before. Uh, I'm excited to today. Matthew 15, I'll read it quick so you guys can be seated in just a moment. But it says, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, saying, Lord, Son of David. Notice she's she's calling him by his majesty, his divinity. He's on the he's in the, 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 the line of royalty, the son of David. She calls him Lord, even though she's not of the 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 tribe of israel and she says have mercy on me my daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly now notice here it says jesus did not answer a word have you ever felt like you were praying you don't you don't have nobody has to say amen here but you ever felt like you were praying and it felt like the lord was not answering a word Jesus didn't answer her a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, "'Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us.' He answered, "'I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel.' The woman came and knelt before him. She said, "'Lord, help me.' He replied, "'It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs.'" She says, "'Yes, it is, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table.'" Then Jesus said to her, "'Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So I want to do this part three today about hunger filled, about just having a bread crumb hunger. Tell somebody I'm hungry for crumbs. And if you do that, you can be seated today. God bless you for being in the house. I believe God's going to meet with us. Preach with me today. I feel it in my spirit. I don't want to be the only one overexcited about what God is doing. I've been talking to people over this week and folks are fired up. I believe God is doing great things, but I better dive in here because the gospel of Matthew tells us, and that's what we just read, tells us about this woman that we never actually get her name, but we know that she's a Canaanite woman. We know that she's from Phoenicia, and we know that her request centers around her daughter that had a demonic spirit that was controlling her. Now we don't know what type of spirit this was, but we know that she was suffering terribly and the Bible said that she needed deliverance. In fact, she told Jesus that her daughter needed delivered. Now, this mother goes to Jesus, and she's crying, and she's saying, Lord, I need your help. She says, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. My daughter is possessed by this demonic spirit, and Lord, I'm praying that you would deliver from this demonic spirit. And I want to notice there real quick, again, 15 verse 23, it says, Jesus did not answer her a word. Now, that's got to be the first thing that jumps off the page, because I remember when I was growing up, we would sing this song that said, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. And I love that. It's true. But here it says, Jesus did not answer a word. He said nothing to her. Seemingly, he is ignoring her. Then the verse goes on to say, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. She's crying out after us. She's bothering us. She won't leave us alone. Now, I know that I already said it, but how many many times have you ever been praying before and it felt like your prayer was hitting the ceiling and falling back down? It did not feel like Jesus was answering you, not even a word. Now, I don't know. What she did is she uses this tactic of going through an intermediary to get to Jesus. If she can't get Jesus' attention, she tries to get the disciples' attention to go and get Jesus' attention. Now, she, she did a tactic that maybe all of us have used. I use this tactic when my wife has her AirPods in. And I say, honey, and I'm looking, are those AirPods in? Christina, are those AirPods in? Babe, honey, sugar pie, sweetheart. And then, you know, I don't want to get up, so I tell the kids, Elijah, go see if your mom, go get your mom's attention. Miles, go get your mom's attention. Maybe she's had, and I don't know, maybe Jesus had AirPods in that day. I don't know. But she's trying to get Jesus' attention And somehow she can't get his attention, so she goes through the disciples and she speaks up again and she says, hey, Jesus, hey, Peter, hey, James, hey, John. Finally, I feel like Jesus is just one, the, the disciples certainly, they're just done with her. They want her to go away. And so finally, Jesus says this in Mark 7 and 27, he says, first, let the children eat all they want. It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now let's set aside for a moment that Jesus causes her, calls her a dog. We'll come back to that in a moment. It sounds like Jesus is saying no, but I want to dive into the text because when you really examine it, Jesus is not saying no. He's saying not now. And sometimes when Jesus doesn't answer, he's not saying no, it's not now. So look at it. And that's my first point is that the answer was not no. The answer was not now. Look at that verse very close. He says first. Let the children eat all that they want because it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it off the table and make it scraps before it scraps. Now I think this this story is going to help somebody today because I think that a lot of us have prayed prayers and felt like Jesus wasn't answering and I want to tell somebody today that the answer might not be no, it just might be not now. And your answer is not denied. Your prayer is not denied. It's just delayed. And you have to know the difference. And somehow this woman had insight to know that the answer is not yes. But it's not a no. It's just not now. I love Isaiah 58. It's the fasting chapter of Isaiah. And the the chapter is saying, as you fast... And it's saying all these things that will happen as you fast, there'll be deliverance. As you fast, there'll be revival. As you fast, there'll be healing. And it says, as you fast, your salvation is going to come like the dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here, and he will quickly reply. He will remove the heavy yoke of of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. That's a whole other deal. We're going to leave that alone. But the Lord, when you call, he will answer. He will say, yes, I am here, and he will quickly reply. How many have ever ever texted somebody and they didn't reply? They, the kids say, you got left on red, because it says red at 9.30, but they didn't text scene, left on scene, thank you, he's younger than me. They left you on scene, they left you on scene, or red, or whatever it is, and, and when somebody leaves me on red, on red, I'll put a dot, 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 like, what is that, ellipsis, dot, dot, dot? Uh, I'll put an upside down emoji face, because I know they saw it. But they didn't reply. But the Bible tells me when you fast, that God will answer. He's not going to leave you on scene, Nate. He's not going to leave you on read, but that an answer is going to come from heaven. And I want to tell you today, I believe that God answers every prayer that you pray. His answer sometimes is Yes. His answer sometimes is no, and his answer sometimes is not now. So I want to look at that today and say, what do we do when Jesus says yes? I think that's the easy one. Maybe you're praying on these 21 days, Lord, I need favor on my job. And your boss calls you in and says, hey, I love what you're doing. Here's a raise. What do you do? I say, thank you, Jesus. I walk out the office. I say, thank you, Jesus. I tell the boss, hey, it's the Lord. I, 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 I come out and I say, Lord, I praise you. I thank you. You're good. And, and David said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. And so when, when God answers yes, the only thing I've got to do is say thank you. And give Him the glory. And say, you know what? I was lost, but now I'm found. It wasn't all me. I just followed Jesus because I was busted. I was broke. Now I'm blessed. You might see where I am, but I got to tell you where I was. And it was all because of Jesus. I got to let somebody know I haven't always been blessed, but I haven't always been delivered. haven't always been redeemed, but let the redeemed of the Lord say, it was Jesus. It was His glory It was his spirit. It was his blessing. And that's the easy one. Somebody say amen. Amen. That's the easy one. Now, what do you do when God says no? It's a little harder. I feel the the air just left the room. (laughs) Maybe you're praying, and every time you pray, you just begin to feel, this isn't God's will for me. Remember Jesus praying in the garden, and he was saying, if it's possible let this cup pass for me something in him realized it's not possible i came to die let the cup pass for me nevertheless not your will not my will but your will be done and i think sometimes when we begin to pray it becomes evident that's not possible I, this this cup i'm called to this cup i'm called to this valley I'm called to this task. I'm called to this thing. I don't know if you're like me, but there's been times where I've prayed for stuff so long that I began to realize this isn't what God wants. And all of a sudden, here's the beautiful thing. I've had times where God's taken that desire away from me. Somebody said, I thank God for unanswered prayers. Because I was praying for that, but now I'm glad he didn't answer that. Because he, he removed that desire from me, and now I'm glad he did. I'm, I'm, just, I'm happy he didn't answer that. When you're open to his will and you begin to pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done, all of a sudden you'll be okay with the no because you realize his plan is better. And, and you go from praying what I want, I want, I want, and you'll say, God, let your will be done. Because you realize God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And if that's true, his plan is better than my plan. His strategy is better than my strategy. And and, and I can say, you know what? I I don't understand the valley I'm in. I, I don't want to drink from this cup. But when you get on the other side of the cup and you get on the other side of the valley that you were praying to get out of, all of a sudden you begin to realize that valley is what led me to where God wanted to take me. And that cup that I had to drink is what got me to the place that God could use me and God could bless me and God could really do what he wanted to do in my life. And I'll tell you, you'll get on the other side of that thing and you'll be like Joseph that said what you meant for evil, God meant for good. What the cup meant for evil, God meant for good. And I'm thankful for every valley, every trial, every dark season because God used it all to get me where I'm at. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Yeah, I think sometimes we got to realize that I'm just looking at puzzle pieces, but God has the whole picture. Right. And, and, and I can realize that sometimes I say, I don't see how this piece works, but I trust your plan because all of those no's brought together the yes that God really wanted to do in my life. And somehow this woman had enough insight to know Jesus' answer wasn't yes, it wasn't no, but it was just not now. And so she begins to say, uh, she begins to say, yeah, Master, but this and that. And, and Jesus said, first, let the children eat all they want. Mark 7, 27. First, let the children eat everything that they want. Then the dogs can have the scraps or the crumbs. Notice he's, he's allowing the children to eat first. And that's a key insight when you pray to realize that he has an order to everything. There's a first, there's a second, there's a third. He's the alpha, he's the omega. And he's letting the children eat first. And I want to tell you, when God says not now, it's because he's allowing things to play out in your life. God allowed Satan to bring trials to Job. In fact, it tells us that Satan came into the presence of God and asked permission to bring the trial, meaning God allowed it to happen. Satan said, the only reason Job serves you is because you've blessed him so much. And God says, okay, you can take all of those blessings away and let's see what happens. God allowed it. And Job had such an understanding. He said, God gave it. God can take it and I'm going to praise him anyways. Even if I die, even if he slayed me, I'm still going to praise him. But God allowed the progression to play out in his life. And here Jesus says to the woman, first, I've got to let the children eat to really see how hungry you are. Jesus wanted it to play out. I want to say that sometimes... God answers not now because he wants to see, is this something that's just passing through your mind? Is this something you're really hungry for? Is this something you really want? Or is this just something fleeting that you kind of want today and it's gone tomorrow? I, I think that's why sometimes we'll come to the altar and we'll cry tears and say, God, I want this so bad. And the Lord's saying, let's see if you still want it tomorrow. Let's see if you still pray about this on Monday. Let's see if you come back next Sunday and pray about this. Because do you really want your family to be saved or did you just get stirred up for one moment? Do do you really want my will in your life or did you just get kind of excited from the band playing and the organ going? Or do you really want this? See, I do this with my children, because if I gave my children everything they wanted every moment of the day, I'd be broke. I came home on a Monday a few weeks ago, and my kids were asking to go to Texas Day Brazil. I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk about that on the fast. I'm sorry. I was like, guys, we went there for Christmas. We don't go there on a Monday, Thank you. So, are a mama's preaching me down, hollering me down back there. My, my, I asked my son on the front row if I could use this because, you know, when they're in kids' church, it's all good. I can use whatever story I want. But when they're in here, I have to be careful. So, uh, a week or so ago, he told me that he was trying to save up $100. I said, Buddy, that's a lot of money. What do you want to save up $100 for? He said, I want a banjo. You want a banjo? He said, Do you know how to play a banjo? I said, No, I don't know how to play a banjo. He said, Maybe Nate knows how to play a banjo. I said, Maybe he does. We'll get Nate. I don't see. And you know what? The next day he told me he was saving up for a slug farm. He didn't want the banjo anymore. He was our Amazon Prime doesn't get the banjo there fast enough for the fleeting desire of wanting a banjo. And sometimes I think we're coming to the Lord on Monday, Lord, I want a banjo. Tuesday, I want a slug farm. Wednesday, I want an ant farm. Thursday, I want Texas Day, Brazil. Right. Friday, Friday, you want a new relationship. Saturday, you want a new job. Sunday, you want to be in church. Friday, you want to be in... And God's saying, make up your mind. Are you hungry for righteous things? Because if you're really hungry for righteous things, if you're really thirsty for righteous things, oh, I'll give you everything that you need. That's why David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. I feel it in my spirit. That's why Jesus said, Keep knocking on the door, keep seeking, keep asking. Jesus tells a story of a neighbor knocking on his neighbor's door at midnight asking for bread. And Jesus said, if the neighbor doesn't get out of bed and give you the bread out of generosity, he'll do it because you're persistent. And he wants to get some sleep. I remember there was another woman that Jesus told not now. It was his own mother. It was the wedding of Cana. The answer wasn't yes, it wasn't no, it was not now. It said in John 2, when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Verse number three, uh, verse number four, Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not, not yet, not yet come. It wasn't yes, it wasn't no, it was not yet. And his mother goes to the servants. And says, Whatever he tells you to do, you go ahead and do it. See, I I could preach this a little bit. Jesus said, Not my will, but your will be done. If the answer is not yet, you say, Whatever you say to do, let it be done. If he says it's time, it's time. If he says go through the valley, go through the valley. If he says, drink the cup, drink the cup. If he says, pour water in the wine bottle, pour water in the wine bottle. Whatever he says to do, his plan is better than my plan. His ways are better than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Whatever he says to do, do it. And what I love about it is when you get that attitude, it hastens the answer. Because all of a sudden, he says, all right, fill the the pots with water. I think sometimes God lets things get so bad (laughs) that only he can fix it. He allowed the pot to get so empty. He didn't do the miracle when they were running low on wine. He didn't do it when it was halfway out. He waited till it was all the way out. And nobody could say, maybe you mixed water in existing wine. The bottle was empty. It wasn't watered down wine. It was all the way wine. And sometimes Jesus wants the pot to get so empty that only he can fill it. And you say, I've been, I was knocking on that door, and that door should have never opened, but it was Jesus. I should have never found my way through that valley, but I was seeking him first. And I was seeking him with my life. And I found his will and his purpose and his plan in my life. I could have never got over that water. But he was a bridge over troubled water. It was empty. It was dry. It was dead. But Jesus brought life to that valley of dry bones. That pod was empty. And it was only Jesus that could have done it. It was only Jesus. You know, the second thing I want to say is that hungry dogs are determined to eat. Said in Matthew 15 26, he replied, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus called her a dog. I told you we'd come back to that. But you know what? I'm not sure that she took it as an insult. She realized, I'm a hungry dog. I'm determined to eat. This woman was so desperate for her miracle that she was okay with just the crumbs that fell to the floor from her master's table. I think breadcrumb hunger is a level of hunger that we don't often reach. Please don't judge me as a father, but when my kids were young, if they dropped food on the floor, I picked it up and put it back on their high chair table. Anybody know about the five second rule, right? It's five seconds. If it was five minutes, I mean, you know, an ant could have walked by or something. I don't know, but it was five seconds. I put that thing right back on the high chair table there. Now, they didn't know that till just now, but I just, hey, you know, we prayed over it. I mean, it's a hot dog. My wife keeps a clean house. That pig was rolling around in slop on a farm a few weeks ago. It was in mud, slop, manure. I don't think the kitchen floor is going to hurt this thing. I just it here's what I want to say. If you're hungry, you don't care if it was on the table and then it was on the floor. If you're hungry, you say, "I don't care if it hit the ground. I'm eating it anyways." Jesus said, "Have mercy on me. I'll take a scrap. I'll take a crumb. Lord, help me. I just need whatever." I just need a crumb. I love it. Jesus called her a dog. Theologically, what he was saying is you're not in covenant with me. I have a right and a responsibility to take care of my children. Now, if I want to bless another person's child, that's on me. But I have a right and a responsibility to bless my, to take, make sure my kids are fed. Jesus was saying, "You're not my child. You're not in my household." A dog was not kept. We don't. We they didn't keep dogs like we do. Yesterday, I saw a dog. I thought these folks had a baby, and I was like, "Oh, it's okay. You go ahead." And I realized it was a dog in the stroller. They don't. They didn't put dogs in the stroller in the. Dogs weren't even. They weren't on the bed. They didn't have a pillow. They were not under the roof. And that's what Jesus was saying. You're not under my roof. You're from the alley. You're from the street. You're from the backyard. I've got to feed my kids first. I'm here to minister to my kids. But she turns it around and says, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs get crumbs from the master's table. And she didn't take it as an insult. She realized this is an advantage because a dog isn't above eating scraps. And I'm not above eating scraps. God told Gideon, you got too many people for this battle. He said, I want you to go out there, have the guys get some water from the brook. And the guys who lap the water up like dogs, those are the guys you want to take to fight with. You don't want the fancy boys. You don't want the boys whose shoes are all white. You want the guys that got grass stains, holes in their jeans, muddy boots. They're lapping the water up like dogs. Some of y'all acting like you never... You, if you're going to be in a fight, you want to take some guys that aren't above eating a hot dog that fell off the table. They're not above drinking from the brook. They're not above getting dirty. God said, you want some guys that drink like a dog. And this woman realized, hey, it's not an insult to be a dog. I'm determined. I'm pushing my way through. I'll get whatever I've got to get. I'll do whatever I've got to do. I'm determined to get my miracle met. She had breadcrumb hunger. She's saying, Lord, I'll take scraps. I'll take what falls off the table. Just a crumb is going to do. She knew this. This is the wrong time. She knew, I don't have the right last name. I don't have the right pedigree. I'm not from the right family tree. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. This is the wrong dispensation. I'm not in the family of Abraham. I know all of that. And when Jesus says she's a dog, look at verse 27 in the King James. She actually agrees because she knows I don't deserve it. She actually says in the King James, truth, Lord. She's not disputing the fact that she's outside the household of Israel. She's not disputing the fact that I don't deserve this. I don't have the right last name. She says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs from the master's table. I love that she says, yes, but you're still my master. And you could still give me some crumbs. Can I just have a crumb? Because I I just believe that a crumb is the only thing that she needs to be delivered from this demon. You have so much power over hell that all it's going to take is a crumb. And she said, truth, Lord, I might not be a child, I might be a dog, but you're still my master. And Lord, I don't deserve a crumb, but I'm not asking for what I deserve. I'm asking for what I need. And there's so much power in that request. God, I don't deserve another chance, but I need another chance. God, I don't deserve forgiveness, but I need forgiveness. God, I don't deserve being saved out of this thing, but I need saved out of this thing. There's power in that request. Lord, I don't deserve it. It might be the wrong place. might be the wrong time. I might have messed up a few times, but I'm not asking upon me deserving it. I'm saying, Lord, I just need it. There's so much power in that request. You call a woman a dog, that should have done it. She should have walked away offended. She should have said, forget that. I'm out of here. But that's not what happened. She said, Lord, have mercy on me. The publican hit his breast and said, have mercy on me. I don't deserve it, but I still need it. Jesus is attracted to somebody that says, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but I'm still hungry for it. And she realized, I'm hungry, and only Jesus can satisfy she realized I can't go anywhere else. I've already tried everything else. I've gone everywhere else. I've I've seen everybody else. But Jesus, you can go ahead and give the loaf to your children. But Lord, I'm just asking for a crumb. If I can, here's what she was saying. If I can just have what your children are wasting. Let the children have the loaf. That's fine. I'll take the crumbs if I can just have what your children waste. Religious folks get so complacent that they neglect the bread, waste the bread, complain about the bread, and don't even come to the table for the bread. Israel said, this manna, what is it? That's what manna means. What is it? falls in the it was deli- it was like God's Uber food Eats delivery to the front door of their tent and they complained about it what is it I feel like God was saying as a as a heavenly father when you get hungry enough you'll eat it right. any parents ever said that yeah. you get hungry enough you'll eat it but she was so hungry she said lord I don't need it delivered to my door. I'll eat it off the ground. She was saying, Lord, I don't need a Sunday sermon. I'll take a Wednesday sermon. I don't need a Sunday service. I'll take a Monday morning prayer service. I I I don't need a big fancy stained glass window church. I'll just take an old gospel tent. I I I don't need a conference preacher. I'll just take somebody that stands up And preaches the word of God. I don't need the band to hit all the right notes or sing the newest song. I just need somebody. I just need somebody that stands up with an anointing, with a passion, with a worship in their spirit, with a tear in the flowing down their cheek. I just, oh, I just need a crumb. I just need a moment in your presence. I just need. One word. If I just get a crumb, somebody ought to give God a praise right there. If I just get a crumb, I'll have everything I need. I'll have everything I need. You know, music. come. I got to come to a close. The third thing I realized is if, I love this right here. It's one of those times I was studying and I I did like a lap around my desk over there. If there's power in the loaf, there's power in one crumb. And if that's true, all you need is a crumb. Because what's in the loaf is in the crumb. The gospel of Mark confirms this story and his gospel gave us a detail that Matthew did not. When Mark writes about this story, it's like any time that you have more than one eyewitness, somebody's going to pick up something from an angle that the other does not. And when he writes about this story, he makes, uh, he, when the woman made that statement about the crumbs, Mark actually records why she got her miracle. Mark 7 and 28 says, She answered to him and said, Lord, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For such a reply. The King James said, For this saying, You may go, the demon has left your daughter.'" She got the miracle. She got the not yet hastened because of what she said. She said, yes, Lord, but I know that I don't need a loaf. I just need a crumb. Lord, yet even the dogs get crumbs from the table. I'm hungry enough to just take a crumb, and I know that everything I need is in that crumb. And Jesus was so moved because his children were wasting bread. His, the covenant people that were supposed to... And, and, he, and he realized, like he said another time, he said, I haven't seen this type of faith, no, not in all of the household of Israel. And she knew all I need is a crumb. And Jesus says, that's your breakthrough. That was the miracle. The healing has happened right now. The deliverance happened right now. Because Jesus knows his children are taking full loaves for granted. And this woman, all she wants is a crumb. And Jesus was so moved by her hunger and her faith that he says, I'm not supposed to do this yet. I'm, spo- I'm, I'm called here I'm supposed to do this this isn't in I don't, I don't know if Jesus was thinking all this but I, this isn't supposed to happen till Acts chapter 10 when Peter goes and knocks on Cornelius' door but I'm going to reach into another dispensation and bring something from another time in another place and says I cannot deny that type of hunger anything you need whatever you need you're filled hunger is filled right now I'll tell you when you begin to realize Jesus is all I need I pray on these 21 days that somebody would realize Jesus is all I need I don't need that I don't need this I've been chasing that, chasing that person, chasing that thing, chasing that goal, chasing that zip code, chasing that status. And you just realize, I don't have to even have a seat at the table. I just need a crumb. I just need Jesus. Here's how that miracle happened. There's power in the loaf. There's power in the crumb. And if, there's, if that's true, all I need is a crumb. I know, I've heard people tell me that on these 21 days, they've been doing uh, a social media fast. And I should do that. Because I realized on these 21 days that I follow way too many cooking and grilling <laughs> social media pages. And and I'm watching one, and I realize, I need to stop watching this. This is making me hungry. And I saw, I love to watch those videos, and and, um, it's it's cool. We've got some some, uh, fast-type recipe videos that have have been coming out. It's really awesome. I love it. I was watching one that wasn't from the church, (laughs) and they were baking a cake. They had that mixing bowl. You know, they put eggs in there. They whip them up. They put milk in there, and they whip it up. They put flour in there, and they whip it up. Person's got it in their crook of their arm, and they're just whipping it all together. They put sugar in there, put brown sugar in there. Somebody help me. What else things go in there? And they pour that mixture into the pan after it's all mixed up and they put that in the oven for a couple hours, whatever it is, until you can put that toothpick in it and pull the toothpick out and it doesn't pop the cake. I know what I'm doing. You don't think I do, but I do. I know what I'm doing. And here's what she knew. If this crumb is from the master's table... Everything that's on the master's table is in that crumb. Because somebody could take the crumb from that cake, and a a skilled person could, could just figure it out by their tongue. They could say, There's brown sugar in this cake, and I can tell from the crumb. There's eggs in this cake, and I can tell from the crumb. There's cinnamon in this cake. And I can tell from just the crumb. I'm sure you could take it to a lab and they could figure out everything that was in that cake from just the crumb. And what's so powerful and what hastened her miracle is she realized everything that's in the cake is in the crumb. And I want to tell somebody today, everything that's on the master's table... Is in just a crumb. Everything that God has for you is in the crumb. She realized if there's healing on the master's table, it's available in a crumb. If there's salvation on the master's table, it's available in just a crumb. If there's deliverance in the master's table, it's available in just a crumb. Everything that I need is available in just a crumb. And I want to say it might be little, but it's loaded. And it's loaded with everything that God has. It's loaded with everything that God wants to do. And I want to tell somebody today, this might be the first day of a new life in Jesus. And it might not be everything that He's going to do, but it's the start of everything he's gonna do. And it might be little, but it's loaded. It might be the beginning, but he's gonna do more. I might not have the fullness of the blessing, but I know in the fullness of time, God's gonna do everything that he said he's gonna do. And so Jesus, right here and right now, I just wanna crumb, because it's only you that can satisfy My soul, I feel like David on these 21 days. My soul cries out. My soul is hungry. Oh, come on, somebody. Would you help me today? My soul is hungry. My soul is thirsty. I need a feeling. Stand with me today. I'm going to close. Know today that if there's power in the loaf, there's power in the crumb. Know today that if there's power in what God can do over the full of my life, He can do something great today. He can fill you today. He can change you today with just a crumb. With just a crumb. I don't know what kind of time I've got I don't know how long I've been preaching I um, when I was I didn't put this in my notes necessarily but as I was thinking of it this morning there's times where God will just give you a crumb and you've got to follow that crumb trail to where God wants to take you and there's been times in my life and I'm thinking of one specifically where I just had one word just had one crumb and I just began to say Lord if this is this is the crumb I'm gonna take this one crumb I'm gonna wait till the next crumb appears and I'll know where to go and maybe that's where you're at I believe today God can give you just that one crumb that will get you through I preached it last week but Jesus told Satan in the desert he said you know what I don't need to turn those stones to bread. I'm fasting the natural bread, but I'm feasting on the spiritual bread because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That word was a rhema word, meaning a right now word, a ready word, a personalized word, a custom word for you right now. And I'll tell you, sometimes all you need is a crumb to get you through that wilderness, to get you through that temptation, to get you through that valley. I just needed one word from God. I believe today you can get that word. I believe today you can get that crumb. I'm going to pray over you. The worship team's going to sing. And I'm going to invite you to come. I'm going to invite everybody. I'm going to ask everybody to come. Press their way to the front today. Prayer team, would you help me? We're on this 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. We've got plenty of time before the second service. And, and I just believe in this moment that if somebody would have a righteous hunger, there's no telling what God can do. It's actually when God realizes that you are hungry, for it that's when the miracle comes how many would just come to the front this morning I want to pray over you Lord Jesus I just pray and believe right now that there's a righteous hunger that's coming over this room there's a righteous hunger that's coming over your people there's a righteous hunger Lord Jesus that's coming over every man every woman every child in this house right now God and I believe Lord that you are well able to fill us to an overflow right now It might just be a crumb, but God, I believe that crumb can satisfy more than anything that this world could ever give, more than anything this world could ever do. I believe that crumb is everything that I need in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody just lift that up this morning. Somebody just lift that up this morning. It looks as if it was over. Forward. Press forward this morning. Pray your team help me out. Prayer team help me out. Press forward this morning. I believe God has something for you. I believe God has something for you this morning. Yes, 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 yes. yes. so much for listening share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe see you next time